Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Do you like having fun in your speech therapy room but are unsure of the amount of fun you should be having or if your students are getting too accustomed to games? You guys, you're in the right place. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Talk with Hallie from Speech Time Fun. If you don't know anything about me, I love having fun. Our students need to have fun when they're learning because for so many reasons. One, learning is hard for them. So if they're not having fun, it's just another academic task that is difficult for them. And why should they be motivated to participate and to take those risks, right? In the classroom, the teachers have something over their heads like grades and things like that. I mean, yes, we give them like progress monitoring notes and things like that, but not giving them grades. So we need something to motivate them. We need something to give them a reason to work a little hard and towards their goals. You want to make learning fun. Learning is a challenge. So we can do that. And it doesn't have to always be a game. Because I know our speech students are always saying, hey, are we going to play a game today? Or do your students do that? When they, or they walk in like, what are we going to do today? I do have a sign on my wall that is visible to them the second they walk in the speech room. And it's free in my Teachers Pay Teacher store. And the link will be in the show notes, so don't worry. And it says, things we do not say in speech. And it's, are we going to play a game today? And what are we doing? And I tell my students, those things drive me bananas. I would not come into your house and say, what are we having for dinner tonight? <laughs> right? You're not, you shouldn't go into your classroom and tell your teacher, like, hey, what's going to be on the test today? Just for those same reasons, you should not come into my speech therapy room and say, 
what are we doing today? And can we play a game? And I tell them, we may or may not play a game, but I guarantee you will have fun. You will learn. And the prize is that you got to spend awesome time with me right? and with each other, right? So as long as you build that routine in your speech therapy room from the beginning and, you know, yes, now recording this or you might be here listening to this in what? March. So you might be thinking, okay, how can I start this routine now? You could start now. Let's be real. Your student, you know, that your students walk in like, this is the new rule. We're not saying this. And it is what it is. Yes, if you want to play games every single time and have to commit to that, sure. However, it could be time consuming to prep and laminate games all the time. And we might need to show our students carryover activities, which require maybe an article or listening to a story. And you want to change things up. I also do love having my students come in each and every time to speech, not knowing what's going to happen. I like to keep them on their toes a little bit. It gives them that little bit of suspense. Like, I know it's going to be fun. I have no idea what Mrs. Sherman has got up her sleeve. And I love that. I love them wondering, like, what we're going to do. But they always know it's going to be fun. Let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about my favorite games, right? So when we do play games, I you know, either questions I get all the time is, is the game the activity? Is the game a reward? I change it up. Sometimes we might do a task card, and after they answer the task card, it's not whether or not they get it right or wrong, because they always know it has nothing to do. When we play games, it has nothing to do whether or not they get it right or wrong. It's that they tried hard and worked with me to get them eventually right. And with me, they'll never get it wrong. Like I tell them all the time, like I'm going to help you make sure you always get it. So we might do a little task card thing or I might ask them a question and they might take a turn in Jenga or Crocodile Dentist. Those are just some simple ones that like you can easily use with any activity, any goal, just a little quick little reward after each question or task. Again, you could also do those types of games at the end of the se- session, like set a timer. Hey, when the timer goes off after 20 minutes, I might play Uno at the end of the session for five minutes. Like I totally do that all the time. Other fun games that I love to use in my speech therapy room, I love using Connect Four, although you only can have four students in the group to play that, although I have done teams, so it's totally doable. What other fun games? You know, you could always Shoots and Ladders and Candyland battleship they can do at the end of a session the tic-tac-toe tossing game like they can toss stand up and toss a little bit like games like that that are just quick and easy little reinforcers after a turn or at the end of a session love those generic games I'm all about oh um Yeti My Spaghetti that's another great one Topple all those types of games like Kerplunk anything that they can easily take a turn some other fun games if I'm going to use the game as part of the activity to work on a goal I love using Stare Junior it's a great great game and all these games can be found on Amazon you might find them at Target or wherever but um and I know a lot of people find some of these games at like Goodwill or at um garage sales but stare jr is a great one where they get to pick a card and until the timer runs out they have to stare at the picture on the card and then once the timer runs out they have to try to memorize it's all visualization and remembering significant details and on the other side of the cards are basic wh questions so they roll the dice to figure out which question they get and once they get it right they get to move around a game board and I play it which is the way the game says to is they keep going and rolling the dice until they either got a question wrong or they get the same number twice which makes it just fun and interactive Another fun game I love to play is Bubble Talk. It's another great one for your older speech students. There's a whole bunch of games like this. It's like Apples to Apples, Bubble Talk, Pickwicks, Obstacles, 
all those games are great because each student takes a turn being the judge and the judge picks the winner. So like each student will have a bunch of cards for like for bubble talk, they will have sayings in their hand for obstacles. They all have tools in their hand and then a picture is in the middle and they have a, a bubble talk. They have to pick one of their sayings that could go best with the picture. And for obstacles, they're picking one of their tools that will help get through them with that obstacle and pick wits is another one where it's the opposite. They all have pictures in their hand and the caption is on the table and they have to like put their you know, face down and the judge picks the winner. So all those games are great because one, um, it still teaches a lot of perspective taking, like every person is going to like a different thing better that, you know, this one is a serious one. That one is like sports. So you have to go with like their interests and their personality to kind of, you know, it takes a little bit of street smarts as well. And I have a lot of students that will say like, hey, I thought mine was funny. And it's like yours was funny, but so-and-so thought the other one was more funny. And that's okay. So I love those types of games working on like describing, vocabulary, perspective taking. You can answer questions. And then you can also, another best thing about these types of games is you can also change the way the game is played. You don't have to play the game the same way each time or the way it was entailed. So for Stare Jr., instead of having them memorize the card and answer the questions on the back, you can come up with vocabulary words that are maybe being described in that picture and have them roll the dice to describe it. Or maybe use like the expanding expression tool, like the EET, and have them like do, you know, category, function, parts, where you find it, what does it look like, and and have them roll the dice to do that for something in the picture. Or you can come up with your own higher level thinking questions and roll the dice. Or you could always come up with a total different thing. Another fun game that I like to play is Suspend Junior. It's by Melissa and Doug. It's a great one where like they spin the spinner to figure out what color they get and they have to hang it from the suspension metal thingy. That's a very clinical term, I know. But it's great as a reward. But I also use that kind of game to like create my own task so I'll give them like a visual like oh so if if you spin a green you have to say your sound five times if you spin a red you say your sound three times you can just change things up and make things a little bit more exciting and different it's not always just drilling or worksheets or it just changes things up so I'm all about you know investing when I see like sales or I get a gift card for the holidays or every once in a while if I'm just ordering diapers on Amazon I might throw something else into the cart that I can utilize in my speech therapy room and you can always like I said ask for donations for family like uh, or go to um, garage sales or Goodwill and always find, I'm all about generic board games or board games that are can be utilized for a variety of purposes okay let's say you don't want to be doing games all the time or maybe your students can't handle games they're like getting it out of hand getting too giddy that someone's crying like there's things that could easily go wrong different things we can think about when you're incorporating games in your speech therapy room is you have to develop the rules and structure of the therapy of your environment you have to teach your students okay this is how it goes when we play a game when I always do it when whoever wins games they are the ones who have to clean up So this way, everyone who loses is actually kind of happy they didn't win. (laughs) That's just what I do. It helps the the dynamic in this in the group no one's getting upset and and now like you know by this time of the year they're now like okay I don't really want to win I'm okay with losing and and it's actually kind of funny them like trying to lose now but that's just a rule that I came up with in my speech therapy room so that 
it was a little bit less chaotic when we play games. You're only going to do fun Fridays or we're going to do game week on the last week before breaks if you want to not do games all the time. You have to come up with what systems work best for you, but always come up with your rules. Teachers, you might have to like the several times you're incorporating games or if you want to try to redo, bring back games into your speech therapy room, how can you like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to play. This is what, and you have to figure out what works best for you and your students. Not every student's going to handle things the exact same way. Okay, so let's say you don't want to play a game or what else can we do that is fun? Having students do competitions, like have them work together to complete a worksheet. That is being fun. Sometimes I'll give them a worksheet and give them a dice and like after you answer a question, you roll the dice to see what points you get. And it's a little fun and it just changes things up than the normal like answering and woohoo like we're done I might give them a piece of paper with one of those like 100 trial things and it might not be for articulation it might be for language but after they answer a question they have to roll the dice to see how many they get to color or use stampers or use the bingo dabbers or change anything that can make it a little bit more exciting like I said, I have a lot of competitions. We'll play Jeopardy where they can win points. Put them on teams. You can do little scavenger hunts in your speech therapy room. Incorporate jokes. Incorporate just their interests. And that'll be fun. If they're into sports, how can you incorporate a sport theme? And that will be fun. It doesn't always have to be an actual game to be game-like and entertaining for your students. That is my ultimate goal here on Coffee Talk with Speech Time Fun is help you realize that you can incorporate the fun without a ton of prep. Like I said, you can grab a board game, maybe borrow from a neighbor, or just take a dice, or let them at the end of the session listen to music or play music throughout if it's not distracting to them, or let them have a competition, or work together, work collaboratively. You can do little projects, let them, I'm not all into like crafts and glue and things like that. That's another story for another day. But Think of different ways that you can incorporate the fun without, you know, taking away from your task at hand. Like, yes, you might be all about fun and games, but if they're not learning, what's the real point of them playing that game, right? Unless, you know, it's a reward at the end of the session or it's like the last day before a vacation and then fine. Like if they're checked out and you're checked out, let's just be real here. It's it's totally safe. I won't tell anyone, okay? <laughs> all right, so... I wanted to have a whole episode here on just incorporating more fun into your speech therapy sessions because, like I said, it's all about our students enjoying learning. The more they love learning, the more you're going to get out of them. The more motivated they are going to be willing to participate, take those risks, and you're not going to get those like shoulders up, head down, I'm not participating, I don't want to be here, I want to be anywhere but looking at your therapy walls, right? I want you guys to have the environment with your students where they're so excited to be there, so excited to see what you have up your sleeve and realize how much you are also going to be helping them achieve their academic goals, social goals, articulation goals, whatever goals they might have. So that's there for you. My tips for having the best way of incorporating fun into your speech therapy session without a ton of prep, without always having to play a game and what have you. So I'm going to end this episode with a joke because like I said, I always have a joke of the week. And this week's joke is, have you seen the latest pirate movie? It's rated R. Ha ha ha. That's very cheesy. Okay, I'll give you another one. Okay. What do you call cheese? That's not yours. Nacho cheese. Ha ha ha. Okay. Again, I'm a cheese ball. It's okay. My students know it too, but they also look forward every week figuring out what my joke will be. 
So I'll see you guys in the next episode. I hope you can drink your coffee while it's still warm. I hope your students make a lot of progress and you have the best day ever. Or whenever, if you're listening to this before bed, good night (laughs) and stay out of trouble. Are you tired of spending hours prepping and planning and not feeling totally confident after all of that? Make sure you check out my free webinar, How to Plan with Ease and Confidence Without Burning Yourself Out. Check it out today at speechtimefund.com slash webinar. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.